Hi, I'm Hannah, team manager with the Orange Arrow Players Association, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field. Please consider making a play by giving, hosting a friend raiser, subscribing to our podcast and YouTube channel, and staying connected on social media at Orange Arrow PA. Visit orangearrow.org for more information. Thank you for listening. Take aim. Welcome to Inside the Play Call with Orange Arrow, and I'm your host, Sean Robinson. And today, we have a very, very special guest, Sherelle 1R2Ls, Sherelle Jackson. How are you? I am so good. I love the introduction. Thank you for your energy. I appreciate you. I'm doing great. So let me ask you this. Do you still get frustrated with people misspelling your first name? Um, more... I get more frustrated when they mispronounce it. I'm okay with the misspelling, but at Shirley, notice I look, I, I, I love the Shirley's and the Cheryl's of the world. Right. My mom's name is Cheryl, but I am Sherelle. <laughs> Sherelle, that's great. That's great. And so being Sean, spelled S H A W N, I often get my name is spelled S E A N, but it's about people I know. Like, come on, <laughs> you know me. Come on. <laughs> like, how hard is it to look at the email and see how I spell my name? I, I let me just say, I understand. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, Sherelle, as an athlete, you know the importance of warming up and stretching, right? Yes, absolutely. I got a couple of warm-up questions for you. Okay, let's do it. If you go to listen to one musical artist for 30 days straight, who are you selecting? Only one. Okay, so that's hard because I have a real eclectic, like, like, like I, I like a little bit of everything. Like I could I'm find a, right a great artist in probably every genre, right? But if you're talking thirty days, thirty right? days, thirty days with the same artist. That, now that means I need somebody that's got like a like a vault, right? So I gotta right. go back. So to me, I if I have to look at the same person for thirty days, I I gotta go with the Michael Jackson because. Mm-hmm. Right, because we could start with like young Michael, right? That could be like week one. Then we could do like Jackson five. Yes. Like week two, and then we can go into like transition, Mike, trying to lead. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then we could finish wrap that last week with like just you know just Michael. So yeah, it's gotta be Michael Jackson because he has enough music that can sus- you know sustain that month. <laughs> you cannot go with Michael, Thriller or Off the Wall, the better album. There's only one correct answer, so you know this. Well, the sales will say thriller, but I'm gonna say off the wall. Come on, that's why I rock with you. It's off the wall. Oh, Definitely. Think off the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so if you can wake up tomorrow with one superhuman power, what power would that be? You know, I, I think it's gotta be, you know, it's funny, my answer pre-pandemic would have been something different. But I will tell you, these this last year, I would I would love to wake up with the power to heal. You, you know, I, I think we we just there's so there's so many different um, type of ailments that people are going through, um, physical ailments, um, you know, health like mental health. So if I could wake up tomorrow, I would I would I would I would ha- have the power to heal. Sherelle, I promise you this. So when I was thinking about the questions ahead of time, I actually thought about what my answer would be. I had the same response. It would be the power to heal. That's why, because when we first met, that's why I was like, click, click, click. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I got last one for you. Favorite TV show of all time. Okay. So here's the thing. It's it's 
it's going to probably be a favorite of a lot of people or maybe not because of some stuff that transpired maybe but my favorite show for me of all time is the Cosby show classic but here's why okay the time the time that it was on or the length of time it was on literally was on through they took me through junior high to high school and then the the actress I don't know her for real name but um uh the the, the fourth sibling um Vanessa Rudy oh Vanessa no Vanessa Vanessa, Vanessa. okay Vanessa, see you all, you know what, see four, see you, Rudy was number five. Everyone forgets about Sandra. Sandra was the oldest. So that's there's true. five. Yeah, that's see, true. see, don't forget about yeah. Sandra. You know, she yeah. was yeah, yeah. I remember because Sandra wanted to open up the uh that uh that store. She yeah. <laughs> in the wilderness. Yeah, in the wilderness. Yeah. See, that's my favorite. She <laughs> remember she's going to law school. Don't give me stuff. We can do a whole thing on the Cosby. Okay. Right, right. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, wait, with Felicia Rashad. When the mom, she, she broke, broke, broke down the numbers, how much she, she owed him that one in law school. She wanted her money back right then from Stanford. Right. I remember where she right went. Now. I remember where the girl went. But, um, but yeah, so I love the show so much because Vanessa and I, we, we were the same age as she was on the show. So as she was going through her stuff, I was like, oh my God, we could be friends. Like in my head, we were friends, yeah. you know, Theo, you know, he was right yeah. there, you know. Yeah. I was, I was, the whole um, thing. I loved how um, you know Bill Cosby at the time would wear HBCU sweatshirts yep. and the whole thing about it. To see a whole family um, was just awesome. Like I, I just I think I I think it that show resonated with a lot of people. But for me, honest, a lot of it early on was like I felt like I could be friends with all the kids. And I, yep. I was like I said, I was the same age as I am the same age as 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 Vanessa. And so. What's her? I think her. I think her real name is Tempest Bledsoe or something. But that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I didn't know until you said it. I didn't even remember until you said it. Yeah. Listen, I have a lot of celebrities in my head that were friends, so that's another. Story. <laughs> and so we're gonna get to your trap background. That makes me think about the episode you saw about HBCU College, the fictional yes. College Hillman, when yes. uh, when he when went back to uh, run. You remember that track me? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They did in the four hundred. Right. Right, right. So, so oh, like I'm what, a sick fan. I'm a sick fan. <laughs> so, so, so give me, give me one or two episodes that stand out to you. Some of your favorite, one or two of your favorite episodes. Oh, the, my, my, I tell you, my all time, my all time favorite is when uh, Vanessa went with her girlfriend to the to the wretched the wretched concert and got caught. And you remember? And then she came back and they were they had moved the couch in front of the front door and they were waiting for her. And then when she yes. came in and she was one of Claire Huxtable's all time, I think, just greatest you know, act, acting uh, pieces, but that, that was my all time favorite because it talked about, you know, it was like this arc of, of um, what teenagers I think think they really want and what they need to do versus what they yep. should do and um, how parents just respond and then trust and responsibility and safety. Like they, they threw so much in that episode. Now, obviously at the time when I was watching it, I was like, oh, wow, I can't believe she did that. And that was great. But as I watched that episode probably over, you know, 10, 15 times as I, as I got older, as I'm a parent now, yep. um, the, the reaction of the mother is such a classic, I, I would say black mother reaction, but it could be a, a, a classic mother reaction to right. those who are heading on the discipline. Um, I, it just, that, that's, that will forever be my ep favorite episode. That in a close second is the anniversary episode where they sang on the staircase. Yeah. Baby, is that, is that yes. your birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, like how cool is that? And, you know, so I, I just thought, you know, again, I think regardless of where you sit on the side of 
you know, what has transpired in, in Bill Cosby's right. life. I think what he brought at that time to television for all people in terms of uh, historically black um, colleges and universities, um, family, not just black families, but family, like right. what, what does family look like and, um, and, and people growing up. I just thought, I thought it was really great, which then also had me uh, love in a different world. Like I did like, so a different world took me through college. And so I love that. Yes. Um, you know, and then, then you become vested, right? Like you become, Definitely. you know, all, all the, all of those characters. I also like 227. You might be too young for 227. No, come on. Okay. 227. Because Peter King is another friend in my head. <laughs> now, two two seven is classic. That young Brenda, um, Regina King, yeah, oh. definitely, definitely. And so, I feel like we got to have a whole episode about those the sitcom era. But I will say one, one more thing about the uh, the Cosby Show. Like literally, maybe it was a week ago. I was on YouTube and I was watching the episode with Stevie Wonder. Do you remember the episode? Yes. He was like, not until you said it, but yes. He was recording everyone saying things like, baby, baby, baby. Yes. And they were like, jamming on the one jam. And I like, no, but you know, so, but so many greats, you know, did guest appearances. I think that's right. the power when you have that celebrity net and celebrity influence that he had at the time um was just i think incredible but yes yeah, so many stars you know yeah. um came on that show and it was a show where you know network television was you know super popular now we almost have in my opinion this might not be popular young people but we have so, so we have so many options it, yes. it's like sometimes too many right right when you see something like you see a an ad for something you go oh that's great it takes you 15 minutes to find out where it's streaming or where <laughs> right right why have it and like anyway now nah, it's not like an old person but um you know but i remember when you when you when you had just network television a little right. bit of cable here and there and all that you came stuff. together around it around that time i think it yeah. so started with eight o'clock east coast time you come yeah. around and talk about the yes, episode definitely. You know, me and my yeah. parents, we talked about you know my parents were like I, I i know you're not trying to go out to no concert like you know like <laughs> very, right 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 um, but anyway, those are those are some of my my favorite 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 um, shows. Obviously, too, I like Martin too, and you know Martin Martin Lawrence. Terrell, no, Terrell, we gotta go. Okay, no, you said Martin. That's my favorite TV show of all time. He's, he's like genius. to this day, like I can watch it as, and I laugh at it as if I've never seen an episode before. It's like incredible to me. Well, the characters he played himself, like like just genius, genius, genius. Like I, I'm telling you, we need we need to have another episode where we could talk about about, about black sitcoms. I'm telling you, because don't get me started on Living Single. That, yes. That's a, yeah, Fresh Prince. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so wait, okay, I got I got a thing with Martin. Like I, it was so bad for me that I found out when I was in college that they they aired the reruns at like 2 a.m. I used to set my alarm clock to get up to watch the reruns of Martin okay. in college. I wasn't that committed. Okay. <laughs> Martin, that's classy. That's classy. So take us back, Sherelle. Young Sherelle, hometown, early entries into sports education. Go ahead, take us back. So, you know, it's funny because... Um, man, I'm so lucky. Like, I, 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 I'm so lucky. So I, I was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. So... A pretty, you know, I didn't realize at the time, a pretty big sports town, right? It had Major League Baseball, had 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 the NFL, um, lots of colleges and universities, so lots of lots of college sports, and and um, and my dad was a big um, 
Cleveland Browns guy because he was born, even though I was born and raised in Cincinnati, but he was born in Cleveland. And so I remember, oh, oh. yeah, I so, was born in Cleveland. Oh, really? Shaker oh. Heights. My daddy's from Shaker Heights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to live in Shaker Heights, but then I moved when I was two to Warren, Ohio. But yeah, Cleveland. Okay, okay. Awesome. No, I know. I, actually, I know Warren, Ohio well. Um, so, so growing up, I remember very clearly um, first grade in our elementary school, we had Jersey Day where you could wear the jersey of your favorite team. So my dad went out and got me a Cleveland Browns jersey. So I went to school. I was the only person in the whole school with the Cleveland Browns. Right. And we were like, what? But my dad, he prepared me like, no, you are. So I was like, I don't care. I know I'm a Cincinnati, but I'm a Browns fan. And so I, to this day, I am a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. How are and, you? Yeah. So which, here's what's crazy. So my dad was born in Cleveland. My husband was born in Cleveland, um, born and raised in Cleveland. And so it was great because when we started talking about sports teams and stuff, he's like, oh, probably being, I was like, no, I'm a Brown. He was like, oh, this is a rap. There great. it is. Right, right. That's a point, um, right? <laughs> yeah. So we always watched sports, talked about sports. My grandparents were huge baseball fans. And so we would go to a lot of Cincinnati Reds games. Um, so I've, so, so my childhood, I have wonderful, wonderful childhood memories of being around sports. Mm -hmm. um, and, and my parents, I was so blessed that we were, we were fortunate enough to go to some of those sporting events and um, watch it live, like all that good stuff. And so when I went to, it wasn't until junior high that I started participating in sports myself, but here's what's funny. So I'm a big softball fan, love softball, but I was terrible at softball, <laughs> um, terrible, terrible. So, but the coach said, listen, you're not going to bat. You're not like, you seem like a nice kid. You're not going back. You know, you, here's a uniform. We just, you just going to pinch around. I said, well, what? I figured out. I was going to say that. I said, you could probably run the bases though. Yeah. Well, what is that? She said, listen, these, these girls over here, they, they're going to get on base and then, and then we're going to call you in. You need to know one sign and that's all you do. You just yep. going to run. And so I go, all right, that, that works for me. So yep. I did that for a while when I was younger. And then when I got to junior high, I'll never forget, I was in, in PE when we, when people still had PE. I was in PE and I was running around and running around in the gym. The physical education teacher came up to me and said, have you ever considered running track? And I said, no, why would I consider running track? And he said, well, because you just beat every boy in this class <laughs> at this rate. And I was like, yeah. did I? <laughs> okay. yeah. All right, well, let's do that. <laughs> right, right, right. And so I, I went out for track and had no form, was a, my form was horrible, had horrible form, but I was fast. And so had some good success there, was fun. My parents thought it was great. My grandmother, who was a huge athlete, um, huge sports fan, was so happy for me. Uh, my grandmother actually um, was a track and field athlete at Tuskegee. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, and a stellar uh, track and field athlete at Tuskegee. And, um, was she a sprinter? Um, she wasn't, she did more of a middle distance and she also okay. didn't have shot put for women, but she did a soft, it was called the softball throw at the mm, time. Okay. She could also do javelin. Like she literally could do like the head, but she right. was a specialist, but she was just a stellar, um, uh, athlete. And so she also played basketball too. So, and I didn't know all of this until I started competing. And so I was competing and, and getting, you know, like junior high, you go as junior high. Okay. You have good. But then eighth grade, they moved me up to varsity. They let me run with the high schoolers in eighth grade. And I was doing well there too. And wow. then my grandma, my grandma was like, oh, let me, right? let me know. Let me let you know about your history. Yeah. And so that's when I started taking it a little more serious because I thought, wow, if my grandmother who decided, this is a longer story, but who decided to leave her home um, in 1941 
with whatever she had on her back and whatever, and, and took the train from Cincinnati, Ohio to Tuskegee by herself to enroll herself in school and graduate yeah. and graduate in 1946 right. while playing two sports. Um, I, I could, I could, I could do better. I could do yeah. better. So my wow. grandmother really was, you know, um, a huge influence in me, not only, yeah. not only participating in sports, but but taking it to the next level and taking it very seriously and having appreciation for it, um, you know, every time I thought practice was hard or, you know, I didn't like the uniform, you know, so, you know <laughs> I didn't, you know, those weren't the spikes I wanted. Right. I thought about my grandmother who 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 ran at Tuskegee, Alabama and, and, and worked her way through school during a World War, a World War Two, you know, segregate, like all of the all of yeah. the difficult things. Um, so she was my she was my first, you know, someone asked me a couple months ago, they said, well, who, what student athlete are you most proud of? And I always say Hattie Palmer. And they go, who's Hattie Palmer? I said, she's, she was doing nothing to Tuskegee. She was my grandma. She is my Come favorite. On. And they're yeah, like, I love it. I love like, it. Oh, right. Cause I don't, we don't, right. I don't even think about them in yeah. that way. Right. Right. So for me that she was my, my motivating factor. Um, it, it, I'm going to tell a quick story. So I, I was, I was running as my junior junior year in high school high school now, what high school did you go to i went to lakota high school okay, in Cincinnati, okay. ohio yeah so yep, i yep. was running it was track meet and we and the competition wasn't that challenging at the time so i was running 100 100 yards 100 meter dash so my grandma was there she was at every every meet so i, I ran I, I had to run the prelims right you got to run the prelim to get in the final so i ran the prelim and it was a pretty easy prelim and i kind of coasted the last you know five six strides i coasted made the finals <clears throat> fastest time in the in the finals made, made it to the next my, my grandmother kept my parents cheering brothers high-fiving my grandmother walks down from the stands and she calls me over i go to the fence and i go hey you know and i'm thinking i'm you know i just won right team loves me you know like what yes 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 grandma what what right um, and you know, I'm kind of, you know, you're 16. I was like, can you kind of hurry up? Like, I got to get back. You know, <laughs> right, right. right. Where, where am I? Where am I going? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, can you? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you need? She said, can I, can I tell you something? I said, yeah. She said, um, if I ever see you not putting a hundred percent effort in a race every time, should you might as well not even be out here. Yeah. That was, yeah. she said to me, that was embarrassing. Yeah. I was like, but I want, but I won the race. She said, not in my eyes. Mm, yeah, good. Let me tell you something. From that moment on, I ran through that, that, we're not taping anymore. I ran through the line hard, every, every time because that was like the worst feeling to, to think that my grandmother was disappointed in me. Yeah. You know, because in my head, I was like, I want, what's the, I want, what's the problem? But she was like, that effort, she's like, you're disrespecting. And then she went down the, you know, oh, grandma, she went down, you disrespected yourself. Right. You disrespected <laughs> me. You disrespected right. your right. Like, oh. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Definitely. so but that's how I got started and in, in going. And, and, you know, and you forget sometimes in your space, you know, you're, you're the big fish, but, you know, I always think sports is like a triangle, right? Kind of the base is wide. And then as you, as you excel and go up that it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And so, you know, I had some success in high school and I was blessed enough to have a scholarship to go to, to, to run uh, at Bowling Green State University. And, Let's go. Um, but man, like the competition kept getting harder and harder and harder. And, um, you know, eventually I, I had some injuries at the end of my sophomore year, but 
wonderful experience. Sports taught me so much and I loved it, but that's how, that's how I started getting into it. I, I beat the boys in junior high and then my, yep. my grandmother's influence. <laughs> <laughs> so how was that transition from being a, you know, a high school star, a high school student athlete to being a college student athlete at the highest level? Yeah, you know, for me, I, it was it was a challenge. I'm gonna be very honest with you. Um, you know, I was really blessed to have great high school coaches. Um, I, I really, you know, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I have, and I say this with humility, but it, it it was relatively easy for me to, you know, make it to the finals in every race I, I, I ran. And so I, we had a lot of success. Went to went to state twice and um, was able to bring teammates with me, which was an awesome experience. And so when I went to college, I was like, oh, like the sprint, like all you got to do is cross the, you know, cross the finish line first. Um, right. and when that didn't happen, <laughs> um, it was really difficult for me. Cause I was like, what is happening? Like, why, why, why aren't I running faster? Why, um, why is this so much harder? And, you know, it's funny. I remember an, an upperclassman was like, because people are faster than you. Like what, what's, this isn't hard, um, right? You, you got to work faster. You got to work harder. Um, I, I learned how to work on specialty pieces. Like we, we, we worked a lot on technique in high school, but we didn't work a lot on starting blocks. So like we would have a practice, you know, a whole practice on block work. And I was like, we're going to work 90 minutes on getting out the right. blocks. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> when you don't know, you don't know. And so, yeah. so really working on the little things I had to learn and adjust um, I had to lift weights. I had never lifted weights before. We didn't have a program for girls in high school to nice. lift weights, even though we had an extensive um, weight room at my high school. It wasn't for the girls. Um, I should say it wasn't for those girls. There was just, there wasn't a program that we, you know. Yeah, it wasn't a focus, right. No, and, um, and so that was like really unusual for me. Um, and, I, and I, to be honest, it, I feared it a little bit because I didn't know how to lift weights. I, I, I didn't know where I was supposed to have a spotter or not a spotter. And I saw other people with weight belts and I'm like, am I supposed to have a belt on? Like, how, how does that work? Wow. And so, yeah, right. If you've never done new. it. Yeah. yeah. So that was hard. So it was hard for me. So I say all that to say the transition for me was hard, but, but I had great teammates. I had a great coaching staff. Um, who I think recognized, they saw um, the fear, they saw that was taking me a little longer than they anticipated for me to be competitive and um, were patient. And um, it, it was great. I had a great, great, um, just a great support staff. So I was very, very lucky, you know, because Bowling Green is a wonderful institution, but it's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's literally, it's literally um, you know, both the, the, the town is the university. Right. Um, but, but, it, but it's full of the most wonderful, supportive people. And um, when I went to do my visits, um, when I left Bowling Green and my parents looked at me, I looked at them and it was like, God, these people are like so great. And, and for my parents, all they talked about the whole visit was my education. Yep. And it was the first school where they started ending with my education. My parents were both teachers. So they were like, this is where you're going. There it is. Right. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> this is where you're going. And, and, sure, and sure enough, and I finished in, in four years. And um, yeah, so I had a, a, you know, so the transition was difficult, but the experience was awesome. And so speak about the education side. What did you major in at Bowling Green? Believe it or not, fashion merchandising. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So did you want to sell the merchandising? Do the, uh, like the purchasing of it? Like, what, what were you thinking? Yes, yes, and yes. I my goal was I wanted to be the person that sat in the front row of the fashion show and picked the ocature clothes to go into the yes. boutique. Like yes. that's in my head. I was like, I wanted to be I wanted to be a retail buyer. 
I love it. And yeah. So I, I did a great internship where I was a visual merchandiser, um, where my job, my sole job was to dress store windows to see if what we put in the window put, you know, had that particular item uh, increase in sales. And so I love fashion. I love clothes, um, materials, that type of thing. And so, and I did that. I did that for four years. I, I was a buyer for JCPenney's and I was in management in, in um, The Gap. Um, but here's how I got into higher education, though. Wait, you so, had the gap, aren't they? They're based, they're Ohio based, aren't they? Yes, Columbus. yes, yes. Did you, did you move to Columbus? No, or, so or I was actually in store, so I was storefront, like I was brick yeah, and mortar, so I was, yeah. Okay, okay, but yeah, the headquarters Columbus, I don't think a lot of people know that. No, yeah, no, which was great. That part was great, because then I could go up and I did an interview, and it was just, it was just really, really great, but you know, what was funny, you know, about fat in my head, I want to do like high-end fashion and I found myself but the jobs were in mass-produced fashion right so yeah. like the that's why I was at JCPenney you know the gap and obviously there's levels of it right. um, but that's where like, the job you know were and so that's what I did but what but my transition from that into higher education was my store that I managed at the gap everyone almost almost everyone in my store was 18 to 23 which was college mm -hmm. age Right. And I helped a lot of them get into college. And I never forget this young man's, I helped him get into college. And he came, he said, he brought his whole family in. When he, when he got the acceptance letter, he brought his whole family into the store. And he said, Sherelle, you're good at this. He said, but you need, to, you need to be working on the college campus and do this for a living. And I was like, mm. right? And wow. I was like, wow. Like it, 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 it impacted me. And I'm friends with that young man to this day. And that? um. And I thought, I don't know what that is, but I'm gonna look. And I found a master's program for student development, higher education. And um, I did that 22 years ago and um, been on the college campus ever since. How about that? How about that? And so I know you love what you do. We're gonna speak about that yeah. a little later, but do you miss the fashion industry at all? Like, do you still have a like an interest or even a little love for it? I definitely have an interest for it. I, you know, I, it's funny because I don't, I don't shop like I used to. I used to be a little bit ridiculous with shopping, but I do have a problem with a, like, I like a good bag and I like a good shoe. So I do, you know, cause you, gotcha. if a woman has a good bag and a good shoe and a lipstick and a sunglass, like, good. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> You're right, you're right. It right. doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I had a little bit of a problem with that for sure. Um, my husband actually redid our closet <laughs> when we were all in quarantine. So I'm like loving my closet right now. But um, so I do, I really do. And it's funny, our youngest son has that fashion itch too. He's a real, he can put pieces together that you don't think go. And he's really good. Like fashion and music is his, is his thing. And so he'll help me with certain shoes here and there. Like I'm okay. we're sneaker head. So I like a good mid-level Jordan 1. Now, ooh, you know, yeah, okay. Yeah, like a mid. I don't, I don't nice. like a low. Not right. like that extra. I like a mid. Right, that mid right there. Got you. Got you. And so speaking you of fashion. You can do a mid with a jean or a sweatsuit or a cute jersey dress. Like I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you want with it, right? And oh, yeah. So I think that's, right, that's the long answer to, yes, I'm still into my fashion. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of fashion, what did you think about Michelle Obama's coat at the inauguration? <laughs> I don't know if I have enough time. I don't, I, first of all, the coat, the belt. Can we talk about yeah. the belt? The yeah. belt, you know, because normally when you have a monochromatic situation, you go, oh, it's, it's classic. It's, right. it's right. usually pull that off. 
But when she hopped out the car, the limo, the whatever she hopped out of, right. the hair was bouncing. Yeah. The, yeah. She just when you say fl- like flawless, like her style and her stylist just nail it every time. So, but it was one of the most, I think someone wrote, I can't remember where I read it, but it was one of the most fashionable inaugurations, I I, I think, ever. No, across the board. No, the people right. came, people they showed up. They showed because up. Showed the, the Biden family came pressed yes. as well. Yes. Jay had her all white on, like or cream, like they came even to play. Gaga, even though she had that bird on her top, right, that, right. Her, her skirt though, beautiful. Yeah. Like so, no, Mich- Michelle came. She, she, but you know what? She never, she never played from the moment she took her walk down 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. That, yeah. That's when she, because she was like getting, like she was fine, like her fashion was fine. Right. But I felt like that was her fashion arrival when she took the the first the first walk when they had that I was like oh she's oh she's gonna be different oh right 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 okay first lady right definitely it so, was I, I just think she's she's such a, a wonderful um they they are such a wonderful um you know can't even, you know power couple doesn't even do them justice you know because they had to be almost perfect even to be considered to be in the White House right. And then the fact that 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 they were uh, they he was elected once and then and then a second time and and she was uh, along uh, right I, I don't say behind I say next to him the whole way was just a wonderful I think example for all families yeah yeah and so interesting so we, we brought up the the Cosby Show earlier it was almost like they were real like like Claire and Heathcliff I mean like they were they were like our our imaginary like friends. Parents, like they yes. were like family members, and, but they were real people, not, not uh, you know fictional yes. characters. Yes, and how they raised those daughters, you yeah. know, uh, you know, they, they, I think they showed us that just just enough, but really protected them, and you, you almost felt like they were raising them the way I was raising my sons. I was like, oh, okay, I felt like I could, you know what I mean? Like it was right. really, they they seemed, you know, they would be. I think they would be considered like you know the black elite, but they also seemed very relatable. Totally. Right, like they seem totally. like you could go okay. You could go to Starbucks or Panera or you know Shake Shack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could do all of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I, I I got a question for you. Oh, uh, the bombers are coming over for dinner. You have to cook. What's what, what's on the meal? What's on the menu? L- listen, I, I am the worst cook. I, I have first of all, I asked my husband. He's the cook. Um, but you got to do it though. You can't get bailed out. You got you got to figure it out. You doing hot dogs? What you doing? No, I, no, I know. I think I have to do like a. I would, I would want to do like a, like a, like a steak. I okay. think they they strike me as hearty people. Like a, okay. like, all right, like like a steak with a like with a roasted potato, you know, with, okay. with like maybe a little 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 collard green with that. Okay, the all right, you can squares. do a little something. Okay, right, with the ham squares, you gotta right. you have a little there with a peach cobbler. With a peach cobbler. You're good. You're I good. Think, I think I would go there. They'll be satisfied. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the then they get tired. Maybe they want to stay over. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you get to Miami? So, how did I get to Miami? Okay. So, that's so funny. So, I've been here now. We've been here 16 years, which is crazy. Okay. Wow. Um, but so, so, I was at many different universities, several different universities before. Um, had an opportunity at my alma mater. So we moved back to Ohio um, for that opportunity and um, for me to work in athletics there. My husband um, was going to also work also in, in Bowling Green and communications, but then he got a call from the Manny Heat. Mm. 
Mm. So the Miami Heat called him um, to, to be the television um, host and courtside reporter. So yeah, yeah. So he he's 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 done that for 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 16. It's funny because of COVID. I don't know if this is 16 or 17th season because like he just had a season and then he just started another season. Gotcha. Right. But um. But yeah. And so he had that opportunity. And I remember he he's saying, "Gosh, I don't. You know, this is probably going to be a two year thing, um, but we'll see. Like I, I really have to go for it. I was like, go for it. And it was funny because. I really wanted to stay in Bowling Green because both of our families are in Ohio. Right. Um, our children were very small at the time. They were, they were um, two and five. And, um, and I had my dream job. I, I was an athletic academic advisor. Um, I wanted to have division one football under my belt on my resume. And so all of these things were happening for, for, for me professionally. Yep. Um, and I thought, well, we'll just commute. We'll do the commute thing. Like we can do that. We're mature enough. We'll do the commute thing. So he, he went to Miami and we did it, let's see, he, he moved to Miami in October and by Thanksgiving, so he had, a, I'll never forget that my, our first heat game we went to was the heat was playing the Pistons. And so, okay. so for that, so I drove from Bowling Green with the kids to Detroit and we had Thanksgiving in the hotel and it was the best Thanksgiving we ever had. And we ate and we laughed and we cried and it was amazing. And we decided at that moment that we want to, we want to physically be together. And so I said, you know, I'm going to stay at Bowling Green for the academic year, finish this year, this commitment of this year, get Justin, our oldest through kindergarten, and then we'll move down to Miami. And, um, and, and I moved down to Miami, you know, what was, was, was awesome. You know, I think, you know, when he was working in Miami and I was in Bowling Green, um, and, and, and I share this because I think it's important when we're talking about partnerships and, and people who want to be in relationships or who claim they want to be in relationships. Yeah. Um, he, he, did the, he did some work for me on my behalf and I didn't even know until I came down. So he had reached out to several universities to say, listen, my wife is a rock star. Here's what she does at Bowling Green. And if you ever have an opening, let me know, bop, 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 bop. And sure enough, an opening came up at, at Florida International University. And um, you know, he called the AD and said, listen, my wife is flying down and you've got to interview her. And I'm thinking, they, here's what's funny. So the SWA at the time over there, she was like, um, like, so she got a call from AD, hey, you, you got to interview this woman. And she's like, oh my yep. God, I got to <laughs> right. interview this woman from the heat guy. Okay, who was Right, this? right. And so I flew in, came down, she opened up the folder. She was like, oh my God, wait, you're qualified. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. Right. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. This ain't no handy out. I just, I just, I, the <laughs> so door is just open. Right. Yeah, I needed to open the door. Great. And I wrote up a vision plan for them and I, and I had a budget and I like, I came prepared. Um, and, and so I think that story, I tell that, I tell that story a lot because people, I, a lot of young women will say to me, I want to be in athletics, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to have children. I don't know if I'm going to have a, uh, be able to have a spouse because of the time. And I said, no, you can, you just have to be intentional. Mm -hmm. You have to be strategic and you have to be a really strong communicator because you can do it. But I, I've just been very blessed to have a spouse who has always been supportive and who understands sports. Yeah. Right. I think it's hard because like, the, the time commitment is a lot, um, but he gets that. So I, I think right. it's important to find someone who understands the time commitment. And so I, I think that's that's possible. That, that was a really long answer to your question. But that I was great. <laughs> no, no, it, it was insightful. No, that, that was great advice. So FIU, how long were you there before you? Four years. Four years. OK, four years. And then did you go right to to the U? 
Or you went, did you make another stop before? After, before no, you? I went right to the U after FIU. Yeah, I did FIU. And then um, it's funny because I made a decision when I left FIU to leave athletics because my kids were small and I had missed Justin's, his first, he had his first year of T-ball. And because of my job, I had missed every single T-ball game. And either it was a babysitter or a neighbor or my, like we, I was like, this is not the type of mother that I, I want to be. It's, I think it's okay for some. So I just, um, the time commitment was just so extensive. Um, I just was feeling badly about missing a lot of those things. And, and so um, I, when I, when I found my way to university of Miami, they actually offered me, a, um, I was the director of transfer advising. So um, I did that for two years and then the dean asked me to be the director of biology advising and pre-med students okay. <laughs> so i did that so i opened up this off i opened up a new um office for for that particular role and i was loving it loving it loving it loving it having a good time because all student development yeah and i was doing that and then the athletic department at um called me and said listen we're gonna we're gonna start the office of student athlete development would you be interested in interviewing well, say less. Of, mm, uh, right. Of course. Right. Right. When would I have the opportunity to open up an office at the University yeah. of Miami? Yeah. Um, and so I interviewed for that and got that, and I've I've been doing that ever since. So that I opened that office in in April of 2014. Wow. It's been yeah. Yeah. But I've been on campus since 2009. Yeah. That's wonderful. Wonderful. So 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 I know your heart for for young people, especially student athletes. So yeah. talk about your um your your love for what you do in the developing um you know college student athletes well, outside you know, of this world and uh, you know i think my answer is going to be something that you can relate to and you know well it, it's really mentorship it's yeah. really you know i can have all of the intentionality i can have all of the theory I, you know because I, I can bring the research i can i can do all of that but if i don't have a personal relationship if i don't gain their trust there's not a lot you can do, you know, and I, and I think that's why, you know, your organization is so important. The connectivity that our student athletes have with these young people, the trust that happens, um, the exchange of information, the, 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 it's the mentorship. And I think that's why I was such a successful advisor, you know, because you, the curriculum you memorize, right? I didn't come up with the curriculum, right? The curriculum yep. is there. I memorize the curriculum. And then as students come in, you know, I always, and I would always start with the same thing. How are you doing today? Mm. Yeah, simple. No, but really, how are you doing though? Yeah. And I would wait. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I talk a lot, but I actually would wait, right? Like wait for them. To, and, and, and nine times out of 10, they were like, oh, like you really want, cause they would go, oh, you know, I'm, I'm good. And I would say, what does good mean? Exactly, yeah. And yeah. they'd be yeah. like, wait, what? Oh, right, oh, you really, you're really into me. You really yeah. want to find out. Yeah, totally. Because what you could find out from that conversation is, are they in the right major? Yeah. Do they really want to be in this space? You know, and it was really beneficial when I moved to the pre-med space. You know, it's funny. My dean and I laugh about it even now because he's still the dean. He's the same dean as uh, in arts and sciences. But, but we laugh about it. I probably moved more biology majors out of biology. Because <laughs> 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 I'd be like, what? They're like, well, my dad's a surgeon and that's what I want. Okay, but but why do you want to be a surgeon? Exactly. You really don't want to be. So we really had great conversations about what are you passionate about? What do you want to do? Like, because I would tell them, my passion is to help people. Like, I thought I wanted to be a social worker. When I left the gap, I was like, oh, I want to be a social worker. Yeah. My mentor, Ed, I got my master's at um, 
Central Connecticut State University. And my mentor at Central said, no, you're not gonna do our social work program. You're gonna do the student development higher ed program and you're gonna be on a college campus. I was like, all right, okay. Right, right. and I, you know, so for me, it's just about, I love the connection. I, I love, I love watching young people. I love the light bulb moments when, when light bulb comes or they come back and go, you know what, you were so right about me and da, 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 or, um, I didn't go to that workshop, but my teammate told me about, it. I'm gonna come to the next one. Like, I love the growth. I, yeah. I, I love to help them peel back the potential. Like, you know, I love to tell a young person they have potential and they say, no one's told me that before. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I love to ask them about everything except for their sport. You know what I mean? That's what I brought with you, yeah. Like sometimes I'll ask about the sport, but you know, in freshman orientation, I, I always ask the question in freshman orientation, if I take the ball out of your hand, who are you? Come on, come on, And I so wish- important. Right, yeah. you know this. You sit back and you wait, and they're like, "Uh, well, uh I." Or they come in and they're undecided. I asked about me. I'm undecided, or they're nervous to say they're undecided. I had one young man. He was like kind of hemming and hawing. And I said, "I said it's okay if you don't know." He said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm undecided." I said, "That's okay. That means we can right. explore. We could talk about." It. He was like, "Oh, really?" He goes, "You're the mm-hmm. first person to say that's okay." I was like, "Yeah, yeah you have time." Um, I and I tell them, and I'm transparent. I changed my major three times, three times. Um, and still finished in four years. It's possible. And they're like, oh, you know, so I think that relatability um, is important. And, you know, listen, Sean, I'm so old now. When I started, I was like the young older sister, you know, they were like, okay, she's going to help us. Then I was kind of like the auntie. They were, you know, okay, the auntie. Now I'm in mama. Honey, I've been 20 to 22 years in, I'm the, I'm definitely right. I'm moved into the mom, but, 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 but my approach is the same. Mm-hmm. I, I've been consistent the whole, the whole time and blessed to have the experience. Um, you know, it's funny because the relatability of me being a former student athlete, I, I thought would change or lose some of its, I don't know, luster or excitement when I talk to student athletes, but it, it does, it's, it actually helps me because they go, what did they go? Miss J, you read it. What was your time? Right. You know, I already know. <laughs> they try to get those stats right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, that. so to me, it's never, you know, it just, it's a passion to watch these young people grow and evolve and, and shine and, 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 and attain their goals, man. That just, I, I, I just, that, that never gets old. That never gets old. That's beautiful. I, I, I thank you for all that you do for young people. Uh, when we first met, I mean, we connected because yeah. you can tell you're in it for the right reason. Your heart is in there. You truly care about the young people that, that you interact with. So many people around, especially when you're talking about the rev- revenue generating sports like, like the football, basketball. Yeah. Some people come around these young people because they want something for them and not necessarily yeah. trying to build them up as, as human and as people. And, yeah. uh, and, and we know, you know, I mean, y'all stats a little different at the youth. But, but the majority of them not going to play at the, at the professional level. So either way, they yeah. need to be developing, you know, life and social skills, and they need to make sure they be developing outside of their sport. And so with that yes. in mind, as you know, you know, our mission is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field, off the track, out of the pool, wherever the playing arena may be. You speak about this all day, every day. You live this. Why is it important for a student athlete to be successful outside of their sport? I, I tell them all the time you have to be a total person. You, 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 you have, you have, because 
if you're not working on 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 all of the elements of who you are, you're, you're gonna get you're gonna get so caught up in being one dimensional, and and nobody should be one dimensional. And, and I think and, and there are some great TED talks in in YouTube videos out there of of former Olympic athletes that talk about this. They were so hyper focused on 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 their one thing. And there's a, we have a, we actually have an alumni who's a diver who earned a silver who earned a silver medal. And I have him come back and talk all the time. His name is Sam Dorman. He's awesome. And he said, you know, I worked my whole life and I worked my whole life and I worked my whole life and I got, I made, and I went to the Olympics and I, and I did my dive and everything came together. And, and, and for uh, 12 seconds, I was the second best at what I do in the world for 12 seconds. And now, and now what? He, he had never thought about what was going to happen after or how he's going to make a living after or what's going to happen at like so you know he did the, the the tour afterwards he was on the today show which was great and wonderful and he was like oh my god this is like i'm going to be rolling this is wonderful and then by the time he said by the time he got back home <laughs> it was like it was a yeah <laughs> right like, but but it stuck in my mind and a lot of my student athletes were like Wow, he had worked for 22 years for 12 seconds. Mm. Wow. And he was at his best, elite, second best in the world for 12 seconds. And that I, I couldn't have a better ambassador to talk about making certain that you, you really work on everything, work on everything that you, you are and can be because after you hit that mark okay well what else are we going to be good at what else do we have an interest in what else might we want to do and so that that is so important to me because I, I want them to know that they are so much more than their sports um you know I knew early when I was riddled with injury I knew I was graduating I, I have a family history of, of that we value education in my family um so I, I I knew I was graduating but I wasn't certain when I was changing my major and changing my major and and I was very blessed to have parents. I said, listen, we don't care. Like my parents were literally were like, I don't care what, the, what it's in. You just need to finish. My mom said this to me one time. She said, listen, um, I'm going to be back up there in four years. And my expectation is you're walking across the stage. So I don't care what I was like. Got it. She was very clear. Yeah. Very clear. And, and so I find myself, Sean, saying those things to my students that my parents said like it's and I'm like oh my god well, how is she still in my head like that um but but you know it, it is it, it's such a wonderful thing to be able to share with student athletes those moments um because then you become so much more I think relatable and real for them totally but but it but it's it's so vitally important that that they understand how to operate outside of the bubble of, of, of athletics. And I would also say for Division One Power Five, you know, we put a lot into them. And so there's so many resources that they often, I think, struggle with that transition because they're like, oh, oh, like I've got to figure out how to navigate this space on my own. That's or, a good point. Yeah. Right. And so I think we do a lot to help and support, but sometimes we have so many opportunities for them. Um, and, and, and I will, I, I will not say the names, but this is a great example. So we had a, a student athlete who we sent to a conference and they were super excited about the conference. And we were coming to the conference a day later because the, the student part started 
on a particular day. So we said, here's the itinerary, here's where you're gonna be, here's everything you need, okay. Yep. The student athlete gets to the airport and calls me and says, I made it to the airport. I'm like, great, have a safe flight. Hold on, hold on, hold on, yes. Now what do I do? I said, what? I don't know, what do you mean? This particular student athlete was local. So the only time the student athlete had ever traveled was when they were on the charter right. for their sport. So never had to have a ticket in, right? Yes. Never knew how to utilize the counter. Was a smart person, but never had never flown commercial, never. Yeah. So he, this person went from never traveling to only traveling, tra thought charter was the norm. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. you haven't been exposed to that though. Like, wasn't exposed. Know. Didn't know how to get to the gate. Didn't yeah. know how. So I was. I found. My, I was floored by it. But then I thought, of course, if you don't have the exposure, if you don't have, you know, the opportunity to do that prior to college, wow. I was just like. So anyway, we navigated that. But but it had it 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 allowed me to then provide another. Um, uh, workshop on on transition for seniors like transition that that in between like here's how here's some basics some life skill yeah. basics yeah, totally. that are vitally important but I will never forget that I thought I was like what do you mean he I was like you just go to the gate he was like what how, what is that what, where's the gate what's gate right. I was like it's right. on your ticket he was like where's it on my ticket I was like <laughs> yeah but if yeah. you don't know you don't you don't know you what don't you don't know. know you don't know what you don't know you so really don't like, Wow. And it, it, but Sean, it also then, you know, I shared it with my husband. So my husband and I became super intentional with our two black boys. Mm. Super intentional. My husband golfs. Now my husband would bring the boys. He, you don't have to love golf, but you won't understand it. Right. You're going right. to know how to navigate a golf course. Totally. Yeah, that's right, good. Right? That's yeah, you're going to wear right. a that's polo. Better relationships. Yeah. Yeah, collar. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, all of those things. This is this is how you're supposed to conduct. This is how you're going to speak. This is how you're supposed to be spoken to. Like, really, you know. So it was really good. But we we became really intentional parents, particularly of black boys who were raised in America. Yeah. And this it's was long before 2020. Yeah. You yeah. understand? Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it, it's a necessity. Yeah. I mean, you talk about golf. Relationships, how you communicate. That's how I met your husband. We didn't know until the golf course because I met you first. I, you know, I was rocked with you first, and then I come to find I was like, Sherelle, that's your what? It's like it's such a small world, but we met on a golf course. You know, I had my collar on. We had we were able to communicate in. And, 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 what a and small a, world! I forgot about that. I totally really forgot about is. that. That's so true. But you know, it's funny, and that's rare because normally people meet my husband first and then meet me. So <laughs> you and you in small company. I love it. Nah, definitely. I, mean, I know who to meet first now. I know. Right. Who to Come on now. Thank you. Now. <laughs> I so, love it. Sherelle, uh, thank you for, for all that you do. Uh, thank you for allowing Orange Arrow to support you and your staff and your student athletes. We, we're forever thankful. We're looking forward to serving you all and more student athletes in the future. Thank you for your time today. Really appreciate you. Looking forward to catching up in the near future. 
Absolutely. Have me anytime. I, we also appreciate you and, and everything you all do. Um, just providing a space for our student athletes to continue to grow and learn and give back. So the feeling is mutual. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Stay safe. And, and, and I, I'd love to come back anytime. Yeah. 90 sitcoms. 90 sitcoms of music. We are. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you, Sherelle. You're Thank welcome. Bye-bye. You.